Welcome to Catalytic Leadership, the podcast designed to help leaders intentionally grow and thrive. Here is your host, author and leadership and executive coach, Dr. William Attaway. Hey, it's William, and welcome to today's episode of the Catalytic Leadership Podcast. Each week, we tackle a topic related to the field of leadership. My goal is to ensure that you have actionable steps you can take from each episode to grow in your own leadership. Growth doesn't just happen. My goal is to help you become intentional about it. Each week, we spotlight leaders from a variety of fields, organizations, and locations. And my goal is for you to see that leaders can be catalytic no matter where they are or what they lead. I draw inspiration from the stories and journeys of these leaders, and I hear from many of you that you do too. Let's jump in to today's interview. It is such an honor today to have Lindy Nowak on the podcast. Lindy has spent over 15 years as a creative director in New York City, working for multiple brands, including L'Oreal, Bon Appetit, Entertainment Weekly, and Women's Health Magazines. Today, she's the founder and CEO of Up in a Day a turnkey website product that helps CPAs, mortgage brokers, restaurant owners, therapists, and tech startups get a great website up and running quickly, on budget, and with very little effort from them. I can't wait to hear more about this. Lindy, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Lindy, I would love for you to share some of your story with our listeners, particularly around your journey and your development as a leader. How did you get started? Well, when I, I would say, graduated from corporate and decided to go off on my own as an entrepreneur, I started up in a day with a well-rounded past, if you will, Mm -hmm. an experience of being a manager, Mm -hmm. a leader of small teams, large teams. And of course, that is on the brand side and then extended into publishing, Mm -hmm. uh, which is where I left uh, my career in corporate at Women's Health Magazine. And when I started up in a day, one of the values that I wrote down was the management value. And that's Mm -hmm. the internal values for our company. And that is to always have fun and always be open mm. and communicative. Always have fun. I love that. That's not something that you often hear in the entrepreneurial space. Maybe, you know, anecdotally, maybe aspirationally, but is that really a core value for you? It is. And the reason why is because my staff, my designers, they're all creatives. Yeah. And we design all a lot of websites. A lot of people come in the door and leave. And so therefore there's a certain amount of pressure, if you will, in order to turn these websites around in time. Mm-hmm. And with the processes and the systems that we have in place in order to do that, part of that and part of that management style and leadership style um, is really ensuring that the designers are stress-free, that they're enjoying what they're doing, uh, that they're being well taken care of. Because what happens with creatives? If they're stressed, if they're upset, if they're not inspired, then the execution 
is coming out through the websites and that's what we're providing to our clients. And so that suffers. So it's really important on the core level to make sure that the staff is very happy. I love that. So from your perspective now, coming out of corporate and now being the leader of this team, how would you define leadership? I would define it as a a value in which there is a level of trust and communication between the teams. I like to be a very open book. I like to be very open with my team, whichever level, whichever department that we're working with. And with that being said, I also feel like leadership is a place of inspiration, right? Mm, It's where as a leader, as the owner of this company, I probably don't want to be here forever. I want to keep my staff as long as possible and build the relationships, build their skills, help them Mm. to become better at what they do so that they can move up and possibly, you know, become my number two, or maybe in fact, become number one, right? Mm. Hiring staff can be very expensive. Uh, the time cost associated with that um, is obviously extensive and hiring well is really important. And Mm -hmm. when you're hiring well, you also have to be a very strong leader, I believe. Absolutely. hundred percent. I want to talk about up in a day. Why did you start up in a day? That's a great question. And thank you for asking. (laughs) When I left corporate, I decided to go off on my own, as I mentioned earlier. And when I started, I had this small digital marketing agency called Leaner Creative. And we did a lot of 360 branding, if you will, a lot of Mm -hmm. digital marketing, a lot of brand presence, a lot of messaging. I also come from an extensive marketing background. And what was happening was uh, we were getting a, a ton of referrals of small business owners, solopreneurs, people pivoting in their business, starting new businesses, seasoned business owners, one to five person shops Mm -hmm. that were coming to us desperate for help with their website. Hmm. And they needed it yesterday. And of course, (laughs) small businesses, they're tech startups, so they're on a budget, a tight budget. And we just did not have it in our processes and our margins to help these people. Mm -hmm. And we... Along with that, I have always dreamt of creating a productized service, something that's new to market. Mm -hmm. And one day I was watching a webinar and they were talking about productizing your services. And so I kind of was listening. I was like, sat back and I'm like, okay, the juices are flowing. The gears are starting to warm up. And the host asked, what is the one thing you love doing? Can you do it well? And can you make money from that? So I started thinking, well, we do a lot of very big websites, Shopify, Squarespace, very complex sites, and we can actually do them really fast and we do them really well. We make a lot of businesses very profitable and very happy. Well, there it is. We can actually do these in a day. The simpler websites, there it is. And lo and behold, Up in a Day was born. And literally the name came at that same time. I'm like, we we can build websites really quickly. Actually, we can build websites in a day. Wait, Up in a Day. (laughs) And that's how it started. And it was so exciting because all of a sudden I like woke up the next morning and I'm like, 
oh wow, this is good. Let's let's get going. I love that. <laughs> I love that epiphany moment. That's so brilliant. When we talked earlier, you said one of the one of the challenges that you saw in the market was that people were complaining that it was taking months and months to get a website up and running. Yes. I saw a huge gap in the market for that because a lot of the people that were coming to us then and 90% of the clients that come to us today have gotten burned in the past from one reason or another. Their developer disappeared. They paid $10,000 for a three-page website that's not showing up on Google or they're, we hear this a lot. I designed my own website or (laughs) my son designed my website and I'm stuck. Uh, And, or even if it's a relative designing your website and the relationship, you know, that gets a little hairy when you're Mm -hmm. trying to like give feedback and then they're dragging their feet and then it doesn't get done. So really the gap in the market was, you know, turnaround time costs and satisfaction. So that, those three pillars are what I solved with the up in a day model. You talk about the importance of developing strategies that work mm-hmm. without investing your time. I would love to talk a little bit about that because I think a lot of people are interested in, in strategies that work. Every business owner, every entrepreneur, they're all about that. But so many of them are just time drains. What do you mean by what you're describing? So when I talk about strategy and in relation to time, what I mean by that is when you have a good idea, the first thing you think of is like, oh my gosh, this is the best idea. Everybody's going to love it, right? And they're all going to come flooding in the door. And of course that didn't happen. Um, You always wish. Uh, But so with the strategy, it's really realizing that when you start a company, it's important to walk before you run. I'm not Mm. saying I did that because I learned the hard (laughs) way. So so the strategies I developed in order to save my time um, were based off of timeframes. And within those, by, by weeks, actually, let me trickle down, year, quarter, week. So what am I tackling that week What am I tackling that quarter? Am I meeting those goals? And then of course the year end and part of, and then you break that down further. So then you're working on the business model. You're working on the systems and processes a little bit each day, hitting those little mini pillars and spending the time and realize and figuring out, is this executional? Can I actually get this done today? Can I actually get this done in this week and just going slow and really thinking about your next steps strategically. And I know I'm going backwards and saying, oh yeah, but there's not much time, but they're actually, you do end up saving a lot of time, even though it's taking you time and you're walking before you're running, you are actually cutting down on hours and hours and uh, hours of stress, hours of work, hours behind sitting behind the computer, um, emailing because you have everything in bullet points, your to-do list, if you will, right in front of you, your goals to hit. Lindy, that's so good. I think that's so intentional. And I think this is a piece that so many business owners, so many agency owners and entrepreneurs really miss. They start trying to run. And I did. I had a really good business coach that taught me all of this, by the way. So, um, and I'm happy to share uh, everything that I did. And one of the one of the tasks that I had to f- finish when I 
came up with the idea of up in a day was how are we going to get these done? How do we scale? Yeah. Right. And then you, and the way I did that, I said, okay, what is my big hairy goal? I think, I believe that's from the book traction. Right. And I read it. EOS traction, all of the above. I read them. I was a little too small for a lot of their principles, but I still adapted them ready to go for the future. (laughs) Absolutely. And yeah. So the big hairy goal was a X million by year five or year 10 or whatever the number was. The number has since changed because your business evolves. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then you work backwards from there and you start hitting benchmarks and how do you hit those those benchmarks? Well, you start creating the business model. How do you create the business model? You create processes. What is the process to get all of these websites done? What is the systems in place in order to yes. do that? Do yes. you automate? Do you keep people behind the business for behind all of the systems and processes for a little while just to see if it's working? Mm-hmm. Get the machine churning, and then once that's in place, then you then you keep working forward. And I remember after I started working on the processes, I got a little discombobulated about like, wait, wait, what are we doing? And so I had to take a step back and I opened a notebook and I wrote our values. And the values really are our pillars still today. So this is actually pretty cool. Something my the business coach I was working with at the time had me do. I came to him with my three values. And he said, well, who are these values for? And I said, well, I guess for everyone, that's how we operate. And he said, well, I want you to think about your true values, what are your internal company values? What are those? What are your values for your customers? Mm-hmm. And then most importantly, what are the values for operating, which is you know personal values to operate the company and to make sure it's going in the direction to that big hairy goal without spinning out of control, without hiring too fast, with just coming back thinking, okay, am I on track? Yeah. I love the fact that you put these systems in place and the systems are tied to your values. I, I, I tell clients all the time, you will rise or you will fall to the level of your systems. I think Ed Deming was spot on. If you don't like the results you're currently getting, you can't keep doing what you're doing. You have to do it differently. And systems are how you make sure that you're doing it consistently and repeatedly. That's the key. That is definitely the key. I mean, I feel like we work with a lot of coaches and consultants as well. And I feel like systems is such a key word right now. It's very popular. And a lot of people feel overwhelmed when they hear systems. Well, what do you mean by systems? Systems could mean anything. So for (laughs) us, yeah, systems as a service provider Mm -hmm. with a turnkey service product, if you will, Mm -hmm. systems are mechanisms in which allow us to provide really great customer service and automate our onboarding process all the way to execution and deliverables to the customer and how seamless that needs to be. And that's another key word that I love right now is strategies, strategies too, uh, systems and seamlessness for us. It's an efficiencies. Yeah. And 
right now there are, we're talking about AI. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but then now we have AI and that we have all these SaaS products. And I was talking to my business coach today and I, we were talking about that big hairy goal again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, one thing I'm starting to see is that we're really need to hone down on all of these SaaS products that we have because our systems are getting out of control, right? If we want all of our systems to talk to one another and you want to have as little as possible. So let's say you have your, your sauna, your Calendly, Mm -hmm. right? And then whatever else you, your CRM, do they talk to each other? How much are you spending a month on this stuff? That's huge. Yes. You start looking. I you start looking at your business credit card on a monthly basis, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, thirty dollars yeah. here, ninety dollars there," and it's like, "Wow!" Yeah. All of a sudden, you're spending a thousand dollars a month on all of these SaaS products. Let's yeah. take a step back and see: Can we reduce this to be yeah. better, to be more efficient, and to be more cost effective? Mm, so good, so practical, and something every entrepreneur that I talk to deals with. Like you sign up for this, you sign up for this, you sign up for this, and they all products that you use mostly, but do they integrate? Is it a simple system that is simple for your employees, for your team? Is it simple for your clients to use? Is it accomplishing the goal, your big, hairy, audacious goal? There's your question, right? I love that you're so honest and transparent about the struggles as well as the successes. I think that's that's so helpful. And, and for people who are listening, who are entrepreneurs or agency owners or leaders who have started something, you know, it's so easy to just see the highlight reel online. It's so easy to just to see the highlight reel. And yes, I climbed 14 mountains in the last three days. Okay, really? Like, is that possible? I just keep winning. All I do is win. And they don't see the struggles. And, and so far, you have been so honest about your struggles. I'm just curious, is there is there anything else that you would say, hey, you know, I really struggled with this, you know, particularly at the beginning or as you were as you were beginning to grow? I would say one of the struggles I had, and I said this earlier, was that when I started up in a day and I, and I had the first round of processes and systems in place and the people that I believed that we what we offered was so needed yeah. that everybody was going to start talking about it and, and flood the doors. And the first month that did happen by way of just organic marketing, but then it really just like trickled and died off. Mm. And then I wouldn't say I made any mistakes, but I had to, you know, I dabbled in NPR ads. I dabbled in some Google ads. I can't believe I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I come from a digital marketing background, so I should, you know, I should know better, but, um, and then I, really started getting the stress. I wasn't sleeping at night. Hmm. I couldn't figure out how to get sales in the door. I couldn't figure out ours is like a huge brand awareness play. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we get out there? And I had this vision, like, I know I can see us on billboards, but we just weren't there yet. Yeah. You have to have your product, a ton of product under your belt service whatever it is, clients, you have to have, you have to have experience. You have to prove that the product is working. 
Yes. And the product works. If your systems work and the people are happy, also, is does the price work? Is the price right for the market, your market? Who is your market? Yeah. Well, when you start a new a new service and it could kind of go to anybody, right. then where do you choose? That my suggestion is, and this is what we did, and I'm very happy we went this route. Is just choose one or two niches that sound great, that yeah. sound fun to work with, with deep pockets. And so we did that. We went, we went after those two markets. They brought us a lot of sales, a lot of websites under our belt and the business started evolving and the, it was so fun. And the, and the processes started evolving. And then we started just marketing towards other types of industries and it took a long time. So going back to you know where we struggled, where I struggled personally was that running before I walked. But it took a lot of business coaching therapy <laughs> to get me to a point where I was like, okay, just pillars. Those we- that's when I started those weekly benchmarks yeah. that went into quarters, and I had a piece of paper with three columns or four columns, sorry, quarter one, two, three, four. And then it was broken down by week. And then each week I had the one or two pillars that I had goals I had to meet. And then it kept, keeps your brain sane, or at least for me, I'm a checklist kind of person. And I like to write things down. I feel funny. We're on computers all day long, especially me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And I, I have papers galore. All of my coaching papers are, are in a notebook, a three ring binder. (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. In uh, the other, the other thing I was I wanted to share, uh, I just realized today is um, I, when I started, I started coaching. I, I got a business coach when I first started the business, so that was oh my goodness, three and a half, four years ago. Yeah, and two weeks ago. I, for some reason, I just felt like I needed to go back to all of those coaching papers. So I, like when I go to my coaching sessions, I write down like what, what I want to talk about and then every single thing that he is helping me with and all the solutions and ideas. And I started going back to those really early on coaching uh, session pages and all of the things I had forgotten, like that I was, that I would be ready for three years later were there. Mm. Wow. So now I'm getting all of those ideas back and I'm like, we can do this now. Now we're ready for growth. I love that. How intentional is that to go back and review and find, oh, I I tell clients all the time, there's no such thing as a wasted experience. You may not be ready for it yet, but it will help you. It will benefit you or it will benefit people around you. See every experience for what it is, something that's either going to help you or somebody else. I love, I love that. I love the intentionality of that. What are some of the, the biggest problems? You talk to a lot of small business owners. I mean, what, what are some of the main problems that you see small business owners having today? Three, the top three with their websites or just in their business in general? Sure. With their websites. Okay. Yeah. Well, of course, we're talking websites here, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> The first one is that they aren't getting any inbound traffic. That's mm-hmm. number one. Uh, number two, they have too much or too little content on their website. Number three, 
they're not quite sure if their messaging is re- is speaking to their target mm-hmm. audience, mm-hmm. Uh, their ideal client, mostly because they're not getting traffic to their website. And so Good. what we do is we do a deep dive. We look in into their site and messaging and and try to help them that way. Um, one when we when we're building our websites for these small business owners, we take a step back and we really get to know their business inside and out, where they want to be in six months, a year, five years, who do they work with now? Is their business evolving? Are they going to do they want to work with other people? Are their services going to change in you know a year's time or even like two months' time? A lot of coaches we talk to will have like services that they're working on at that time, but just not ready to launch. Uh, and then we build the website specifically for that so mm. that the website has longevity. Mm. Uh, a lot of the other thing that we see with business owners um, that we talk that I talk to is that they have old websites and they don't know who to talk to, where to turn to get a redesign because there are millions of website agencies out there and you just, you already have like cold feet. So you're not quite sure. So you just kind of put it on the back burner and go work on something else, right? Business owners, they're not, they don't want to pay attention to their website mostly. Mm. Um, for the most part, I should say, they know it it has issues and could use improvement, but it's a daunting task to get in there and try to figure out why. And most of the, we're so stuck in our own heads with our yes. business and the day-to-day and what needs to get done. And when, when we look at our own website, it's just like, we cannot com- even comprehend what we're looking at here because we're just like, so in it. Well, it's very difficult to see the whole picture when you're in the frame. Like yes, that's that's where you need somebody from the outside who can look at it objectively and evaluate it and help you see what you simply cannot see. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, that's so exactly true. So, what industries do you serve websites in a day to? Tech startups, okay. consultants and coaches, mm-hmm. restaurants, finance, so CPAs, bookkeepers. People that need a high impact online presence. Yes. Website is confirmation, right? They yeah. People are most likely coming to their website from a referral source, mm-hmm. whether it's a person or place, and they're checking them out. They're shopping online. They're doing some comparison shopping. They're looking to see if you solve their problems. Uh, where are you located? Like, how much does it cost? What's the engagement look like? What is the value that you provide? And they're making a decision from there. I like that. It's a confirmation. I like that 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 thinking because if I go to somebody's website, if I'm checking them out, and I go to their website, and it's so obviously out of date, so obvious that nobody's touched it in well a while, that says something, you know. Or if I go to it and it doesn't have a professional look to it, that says something. Better for worse or indifferent. They may be fantastic at what they do, but it communicates something. Exactly. I mean, if you got on a dentist website and it was old, old and clunky, like super 1999, I mean, would you call them? I wouldn't. I don't want them touching my teeth. (laughs) Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) Where do you see the website agency 
service industry going from here? Hopefully where I'm going, fast, speedy, quality. Love that. I feel like now in today's modern website building world, you can build websites through website platforms. And there are a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we specifically use Squarespace because at the end of the build out, it's like, okay, now I have this great website. How do I update it? Yeah. And so yeah. it's that platform in general is pretty easy to make updates to um, on one's own. I feel like right now, I don't have a great answer for that because AI is moving so fast and there are a lot of products out there um, that will promise you you know, whatever they do uh, autom- in automation, um, but they're not quite there yet, but it is happening fast. So I'm not saying website builders and AI or anything, or maybe, the, you know, there are a couple trying, but when it, if that, if that does happen and products come out there that promise to build a website with whatever you tell them to do with a prompt, the truth of the fact, the truth of the matter is you need somebody who understands your business to really, and, and marketing and design to execute your marketing tool in which people convert on. Yes. Which right now, AI can't do that. Mm-hmm. And having the right people behind the website, just so that you're not turning around and spending another $10,000 in six months to get another website is really important. <laughs> Absolutely. <No> I doubt. <laughs> well, particularly for, for small businesses and entrepreneurs who are who are bootstrapping, right? I mean, they can't just keep cycling through again and again, hoping that, well, eventually I'll I'll find gold. You know, they have to they have to think intentionally and be strategic about this. I know. And you don't know until you know. You don't know what you don't yeah. know. Yes. A lot of people we talk to are are coming to us saying, you know, I've redesigned this thing six times. And then I really, really want to work with you. How much does it cost? And we tell them and they just don't have it in their budget at that point. So, you know, we try to, I don't know. It's so it's, it's a struggle for sure. No doubt. (laughs) But that's why we're here. And that's why I started up in a day to truly like, and that's what I'm saying as a brand awareness play, because we're truly here to help small businesses um, get Mm really great online presences mm-hmm. um, that their businesses deserve because there's no reason why you can't, you have to wait months to get a website anymore. It's just the, the economy moves too fast. The markets move too fast. Business moves too fast. And we are here to hopefully provide their online solution. It's not mm-hmm. for everybody, of course, right? Sure. Some people need complex websites. Um, but there are a lot of people that just need nice and simple websites too, just to be there and present. So what are some necessities that you think people need to have on their websites? Thinking entrepreneurs, thinking small business owners, what are things they they absolutely have to have this? I think you have to have clear call to actions, Hmm. meaning the buttons on your website and in strategic places and as high as possible so that if it is a referral and they're mm-hmm. coming to your website and they read that headline and tagline on your homepage and they're like, oh, this looks good. I mean, that's like me. I'm, I want to, let's just book a call. Yeah. And that, and one, one call to action message, right? So instead of 
uh, let's let's talk. And then another button says book a call and another button says contact. That's confusing and people are going Mm -hmm. to bounce. So just um, having that really clear, just like for kindergartners, literally, um, because people like to be told what to do on websites. I know that sounds a little silly, but next time you're on a website and you're scrolling around and you're looking for a service, just like, just tell me what you do and how do I get it? (laughs) How do I get it now? (laughs) We do a lot of website reviews. And one of the things I always say is when I'm talking to myself in in the Loom video is, uh, and I'm scrolling through the client's website and I'm like, look, I was like, Here's the thing. In modern day and age, the way people scroll through websites, they don't read them like books. They're skimming and they're going fast. You know, they're mm-hmm. on social media all day. They're on LinkedIn and they're on Instagram. And what are they looking for when they're going so fast? They're looking for those keywords, those key phrases, and those images that they relate to, that solve their problem, that make them stop. So yeah. what needs to be next to that? The call to action. So I need good. it now. How do I get it? That's so good. Lenny, how do you stay on top of your game? How do you level up with new leadership skills? Because obviously, you know, this is a goal for you. And you're constantly having to lead at a different level because things are growing. And you're finding new levels that you need to lead at. How do you do that? I read a lot of books. Hmm. Um, I skim a lot of books as well. Yeah. Um, I read a lot of old uh, like kind of sales and leadership books just to see, you know, kind of like the, the, what, what used to, what used to be practice. And then I move into kind of like what new publications, you know, help you help you with as, as a leader. Um, I would say it's also built into our systems. It's something that I used to do also, I have back when I was in corporate uh, and I had when I was managing teams, just being their kind of friend, you know, the communication, having once a week meetings with them, even if I am so busy, I make sure that I'm speaking to everybody on my team. Mm. And I, when I'm speaking to them, I'm very, clear that they can be very transparent with me because it goes back to your staff satisfaction. Are they happy? Are they enjoying this? What can we do better? Ask them their feedback. That's huge for me. What can we do to make your life easier, your work easier? I I don't have a huge team, but I don't have a small team either. So it's really easy for me to be able to do that. I'm sure it's like very difficult for people who have larger businesses, of course. Um, but if they have a number two that can do that, um, I use, I just started using Assembly and that records all of my staff meetings so I can go back mm-hmm. and look at the notes. It will like, it's really cool. It's a trans, it's a, it's a SaaS product, uh, <laughs> but it transcribes your uh, Zoom call. Oh, or whatever nice. you're using. Yeah. And then what it does is it it will basically using AI, it outlines what you talked about in a clear, concise way. And then it bullet points tasks that you need to do. Mm. It is amazing. And that really, because we're so busy, we, it just like keeps me having to go back and like listen to a whole meeting or yeah. keeps me from making notes on my computer or on a piece of paper, it's all right there. And then I can go back and, you know, 
do whatever I need to do for that designer or copywriter. That is really good. And what's next for you? Like, where do you want to go from here? Where do you want to see your business, your company go from here? We are going to start offering new services. So there'll be services. I'm not going to give it away. There'll be okay. services that tie in with the website for those who need it. So extending the offering beyond the website. As I meant, I do some consulting on the side and I help business owners kind of get where they need to be once they have their website up. Like how do I, now that I have this great website, how do I, now what do I do? How do I get in front of the right audience? Well, how do I use this website? Right. So part of what I'm learning from those consulting sessions is what they need. They need more than the website. So we're working on what that looks like for the next phase, probably Q1 2024. Nice. Up in a day. So it's very exciting. And yeah, just continue growth, keep reaching those benchmarks and keep walking. Mm, Love it. If you could go back and talk to yourself when you were 22, knowing what you know now, what would you love to tell yourself? When I was that age, I was a graphic designer mm-hmm. and I sat at a desk and I was told what I needed to design for that company every single day. Mm-hmm. And if I could go back and tell that self where I am now is that you are going to be in a place, you're going to be okay. You're going to be, you're going to have freedom, freedom with money, time. But most of all, you're going to make, you're going to impact a lot of people's lives in a really positive way doing what you love. Mm -hmm. I love that. You said you read a lot. Is there a book that stands out that you would recommend that everybody listening put on their to read list? The first book I read impacted my entire journey, and that is EOS by Gina Wickman. And you think everybody yeah. should everybody would benefit from this? I think so. He focuses on small businesses, number one, mm-hmm. and teaches you how to separate yourself from the business mm-hmm. and find methods over time to work on the business as opposed to in the business, how to find the right people, how to train them. How do you get there? How do you set yourself up for growth? And one of the, I guess, ideas that he kind of goes in and out of is like setting your business up for a franchise. And that's the Mm. systems and processes that he drilled in my head that I needed to do. Because when I started up in a day, I said, well, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. Eventually, I want to sell this thing. So how do you sell it? So that, that was really impactful. And that help to set the benchmarks that I have in place. I'm not familiar with this book. I'll have to check it out. That's very good. Lindy, I know people are going to want to stay connected with you and continue to learn from you. What is the best way for them to do that? You can find me on LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn, obviously. And then the handle is lindy-nowak. And you can also follow up in a day. And you can find us on our website, which is upinaday.co. Got it. Well, I'm looking forward to checking that out. And I know a lot of our listeners are going to as well. Thank you for your time and the insights that you've shared today. This has been so helpful. 
I know not just for me, but for everybody listening. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining me for this episode today. As we wrap up, I'd love for you to do two things. First, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you find value here, I'd love it if you would rate it and review it. That really does make a difference in helping other people to discover this podcast. Second, if you don't have a copy of my newest book, Catalytic Leadership, I'd love to put a copy in your hands. If you go to catalyticleadershipbook.com, you can get a copy for free. Just pay the shipping so I can get it to you and we'll get one right out. My goal is to put this into the hands of as many leaders as possible. This book captures principles that I've learned in 20 plus years of coaching leaders in the entrepreneurial space, in business, government, nonprofits, education, and the local church. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn to keep up with what I'm currently learning and thinking about. And if you're ready to take a next step with a coach to help you intentionally grow and thrive as a leader, I'd be honored to help you. Just go to catalyticleadership.net to book a call with me. Stay tuned for our next episode next week. Until then, as always, leaders, choose to be catalytic. Thanks for listening to Catalytic Leadership with Dr. William Attaway. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss the next episode. Want more? Go to catalyticleadership.net.